Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 53. Welcome back, Adamantimaniacs. I'm your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We've got a second episode for you this week, and this is a cool one because we do have a bit of a Toronto-y theme on this podcast, and uh, one thing I like to do every now and then is feature a local kind of independent artist, and yeah, I don't think we've had an episode like that this season, so here you go. We've got a beautiful duo from Toronto called In The City. They're very, I guess, like indie folk singer-songwritery, and uh They're fantastic, so I am very pleased to be sharing them with you today. In the City is made up of two main members, Ashley and Timon. We sat down with them to talk about their music and how they came to be. They're releasing their second EP in June, and they've released two new singles pretty recently. They're called Best Time and 1985, which has a beautiful story behind it, which we talk about in the interview. And Ashley and Timon were nice enough to share those singles with us so that we can share one of them in the intro. So here's the song Best Time by In The City. Have a listen, and uh, we'll catch up in a couple minutes. Stop. 
Such a beautiful tune and a very summery vibe. So gets you in the mood for the summer, which is what we need right now. If you enjoyed In the City, I hope you stick around for the rest of the podcast. It is a great, great interview, and they're such sweet, beautiful people. And you can see In the City uh, around town, or In the City, should I say. I actually saw them this week as part of Canadian Music Week, and they were really, really good. So go see In the City. You can see them at the Horseshoe Tavern on May 25th, and then they'll also be doing an EP release gig, I think, on June 14th at Supermarket in Kensington. And any other tour information can be found on their website, which is weareinthecity.com. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you hit that subscribe button. You can also subscribe on Spotify or find us on Google Play or Stitcher, basically anywhere that you listen to your podcast. If you could leave us a nice rating and review, that would also be much appreciated. You can also follow The Adamantium on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can find us just by searching The Adamantium. All right, can't wait for the rest of you guys to meet Ashley and Timon from In the City right here on episode number 53 of the Adamantium Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Cool. So we are here with Ashley and Timon from In the City. Thank you guys for coming out here in the rain on the long weekend. <laughs> Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you guys had very kind of uh, independent music backgrounds already before you guys met each other. So why don't we kind of open it up with each of you kind of telling us about your own kind of music background and then we'll discuss how you guys met and you know started this project. Sure. Um, I'm originally from Germany. Um, I came here t- 11 years ago, and um, back in Germany, I played in um, like rock bands, kind of getting into the the metal part of music, I guess, um, sort of Deftones style okay. music. I, I used to be the front, uh, the lead singer and guitar player, um, and I came to Canada to. Um, study music production and um, audio engineering to be able to produce my own music and other people's music and to kind of develop an ear for what sounds good and ended up um, working uh, at a studio downtown where Ashley came by one day to record with um, a project and that's kind of how we met and I started I played drums on one of her own tracks and um, I was also working, um, writing jingles, um, okay. sort of on the side, and um, I had this this one jingle that I was pitching on, or this one spot that I was pitching on, and uh, I needed a vocal vocalist for it, a female vocalist, and I said, let's write a song for it, and uh, we kind of started up the whole thing from there, and then developed into the band that we're on now. Yeah, and so what, what brought you, what brought you from, I didn't realize you are from Germany. Yeah, so you know, I can't really hear an accent even. You you so. probably hear it now that you know. Now that you yeah. know, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, drinking. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what brought me here is um, I left Germany to live in Wales, um, in the UK for also a, a year and a half. Choice. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I kind of wanted to get out of my familiar surroundings for a while. I felt a little stuck, and wanted to push my boundaries and see um, what the world has to offer, I guess, right. and um, met some people down there, um, um, specifically a girl, 
and she was from Colombia and we wanted to go study somewhere after together and she suggested Canada and okay. so I looked into it and that's how I got here basically okay yeah very cool very cool and then so and you guys met in studio yeah we met at a studio um, that he was working at, at the time and I was sort of doing my own thing, like the singer-songwriter thing, yeah. working uh, with a few different musicians, but my focus was like primarily songwriting. Okay. And I was just trying to figure out that path and also, you know, my day job at the time, I was a producer for documentary television, so I was okay. very involved in storytelling and just examining the world around me. So that's sort of my background. And then um, at the time I was volunteering with a, a youth initiative, um, helping kids share their stories through song. Okay. And sort of was involved in that and guiding them through the songwriting process. And and by the time we ended up at the studio Timon was working at at the time, that's when they got to record their song. So it was this very like exciting moment, like these months of working with these kids, um, you know, and then seeing seeing their hard work come mm -hmm. to life and the excitement for them of being in a professional studio is really amazing and all these awesome people there just donating their time um so it was a, it was a very earnest way that we met yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and um yeah he played drums on a song at the time and then when by the time we wrote together we were like oh this is like we wrote a song in a day mm -hmm. sort of thing and we're like oh this is fun mm -hmm. this is this feels easy let's continue writing and so our our song songwriting and music partnership was kind of always the basis was on the work and songwriting. were you mostly songwriting for yourself at the time or for <laughs> other artists you know we've been in like we've all been in a few different projects like Timon and I have sort of wandered the earth musically right. I was I think I was at the time was playing in like two different projects at the same time mm -hmm. and that I just didn't feel that kind of spark with either of them. Like it, it kind of was like, I don't know if we're like the right people to be writing together. So it was in that like in-between part. Okay. Always writing, always sort of, you know, exploring that. Um, but still sort of keeping an eye out, mm -hmm. you know, for, for something that felt right, I think. Right. Yeah. So how, but how did you guys then realize that your kind of musical... Uh, elements could mesh because especially you, you saying coming from someone that's like very deftonesy or <laughs> yeah. something that's more folky how did how did you kind of find a, a meeting place I think at the time I wasn't um, as deftonesy anymore okay. I mean you know I still love that music um, and listen to it but um, I played in um, a bunch of other bands here in Canada before we even met um, and that th those weren't like heavy rock bands necessarily but I think um, it was just um, I, I always loved other types of music growing up I, I owned um, a Backstreet Boys album uh, okay. the black and blue because yeah. I just um, I, I was never really set on like a specific genre or style of music um, and whenever I like something I just like it and um, didn't really care um, and so with um, us I just I guess we um, it, it just felt like, oh, wow, we just wrote the song in a day and it, it actually is really good. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't really ever the thought, oh, I come from a rock background and you're more a singer-songwriter. How's this going to work? Right. Kind of okay. Um, that's more like a, 
I guess like a subconscious process that we're going through every day anyways. Um, it's sort of like a push and pull in that mm-hmm. creative process where, you know, in, in a sense, we, we think it kind of actually enhances our music and, uh, and the production of our music specifically, because you can go so many ways with a song. Um, having those different influences and approaches to music and what we love. And um, yeah, we think that actually kind of, it's like a, a big gene pool <laughs> produces... Um, better babies than a small gene pool you know okay. what I mean like yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it, it's not as uh, incestuous right coming okay. from different angles yes almost okay <laughs> I don't know that was a weird comparison no no it's interesting it just came out <laughs> and, and you it's never Easter, you know? <laughs> it's funny too how um, you hear like uh, like so many different artists when they do side side maybe, maybe what starts as a side project even if you take Canadian like uh, Dallas Green, mm-hmm. who started in Alexis on Fire, which is obviously a very heavy yeah, yeah. rock band, and then he did City and Color, and everyone mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, at first surprised. Yeah. And so you never, I guess you never know what, you know, what can lead to what. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and you can so. like produce a song so many different ways. Like I think one of our favorite things to do is like. And we talk with other artists about this, like the campfire test for a song. It's yeah, like, yeah. I think for us, it's like what we agree on is like what the basics and the skeleton of a good song is mm-hmm. and then the journey we take together is figuring out how to produce that and sometimes that can take sometimes that's instant sometimes that can take months or maybe even years if we've parked something for a bit it's not like we're working on a song for like mm-hmm. five years continuously but you know it's like sometimes that's a journey that has to reveal itself but I think like the common ground we find ourselves on is does this song pass the campfire test right okay you know can it stand alone with just the bare bones. Right. And and that being said, so you guys are, are mostly a duo, but do you, is there other musicians that play mm-hmm. within the city? Yeah, so the the band and the writing and for the most part is, and the producing and the nuts and bolts of it is Timon and I, but when we play live, we have a full band. We have a full um, band. Yeah, and is it the, so same, the same band all the time? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah, for the most part, you know, we're, I don't know when this is airing, but we're playing Canadian Music Week. Okay. Um, coming up and so that'll be a full band show with drums electric guitar bass acoustic guitar sometimes we also play with cello live okay mm-hmm. um, we're, we're thinking of uh, when we play our EP release show later in June we're thinking of bringing a, a trumpet player so Very you cool. know yeah it, yeah lots of different sounds yeah have a couple flavors yeah. up on stage with us for sure yeah but it's fun it's fun to have a it's such a nice release to play with a full band, but yes, we also yeah. do, you know, we do play just us as well. It just mm-hmm. depends. But when we're doing like bigger shows, we like to gotcha. bring out the, the whole gang. Yeah. And uh, I know that you guys decided to kind of produce uh, everything yourselves. Um, what made you guys decide that route instead of trying to find a, a label or? So, I guess there's a few different things that go into that for us. I mean, one aspect is that um, we can do it and we don't need to spend the money on everything that goes into production Mm -hmm. because we we can do it ourselves. Um, And in terms of finding a label, um, there's there's many different voices these days in the industry. You can do it yourself. You don't need a label anymore. And then... You know, there's was yeah. You, you do need a label for certain things, and we um, we definitely you know we're not close to um, being on a label. Um, I think for us, it's just a matter of um, 
getting to a point where we are in a position to have a good bargain with. Yeah. Okay. We, we don't want to come to a label on our knees, sign us. Yeah, we right. want to go there, it's almost like kind of be on somewhat equal grounds mm-hmm. to negotiate something. Right. Um, because up to, up to this point, we haven't really needed one. Um, we're getting to the point where it's getting a lot of, uh, it's getting a lot to handle all of the all different the aspects yeah. of being an artist these days because it's not just making music. That's actually become like a, a fairly small portion of things, of okay. the daily, day-to-day things. You know, you, you have to run your social media. You have to, um, you know, set up shows. You have to, you know, plan a tour, whatever. All this kind of stuff, um, deal with all kinds of people and get that all together Um on certain dates where you need it, um, and uh, that's a lot. And we're definitely thinking of um, ways to improve that so that we can focus more on what we actually set out to do, which is make music and right. be artists, you know. Um, and I guess you guys were kind of lucky coming from the backgrounds that you were that you did have that ability to produce yeah. your own music, which a lot mm-hmm. of musicians might yeah. be stuck where they're like, I can't make music unless someone lets me, kind of. It's really lucky. We're in a really like lucky position and that's what's so nice about our partnership is we have such different skills mm-hmm. that, and I mean, people say that all the time about business, like right. it's great to partner with people. Like if you're partnering with mm-hmm. people that have all the same skills and viewpoints, it might be nice because you agree all the time, but it's not helping the workflow. So right. that's what's so lucky about us is the different skills we bring to the table and, um, you know, I can't take credit for a lot of the technical aspects of it. A, a lot of that is Timon. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really lucky. I'm learning, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's really lucky that we can record ourselves and that we have this like background where we've gotten into, you know, writing for film and television and composing for film and television mm-hmm. as well. And that has also opened up a lot of different avenues and our, my background of coming from and understanding media and storytelling and producing documentary television for a good chunk of time mm-hmm. and his his background with producing and the technical aspect just sort of seems to really work right and and helping facilitate a really like well-oiled self-sufficient machine you know that we don't need a lot but it would be nice mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time mm-hmm. it's a lot of late nights <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's always when, especially when you have artists of any kind, there's yeah. always, like you mentioned, there's always more than the actual art itself that <laughs> that takes up a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 You, you would know that too. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like this, this, the actual conversation part of this is yeah. like the smallest part. Of yeah. You're just going to upload it later, right? And right. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's just people are listening to it right now. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it was funny because this for me too is something I kind of started on the side, and now like now it sucks most of my free time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know, similarly, you guys, I'm sure you do it because you enjoy it and you love it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly you started on the side because you love it, and then it grows into this bigger thing, and it takes up all your time. And then for us, it was kind of um, I think last year in June or July we made the cut to just doing this right because we got into the residency um a songwriting and music residency mm-hmm. through the canadian film center um and so that's been really great to just have time to do all this uh, even though the canadian film center has been taking up a good chunk of our time uh, on a day-to-day basis as well yeah. um 
And yeah, we're we're excited to see where this is uh, taking us now. Um, and there's lots of things we have to figure out in terms of who do we want to be part of our team to continue to grow this, you know? Because mm-hmm. you can't do everything on your own at a certain point. Anymore, of course, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, as daunting as it is, it's also very exciting. Of course, <laughs> of course. And I, I mean, what's really exciting too is you, you kind of touched on already that a lot of your songs have already been featured in TV shows. Mm-hmm. And did a lot of that come from your background in media? I mean, I think that helped, but it it wasn't like it was my contacts or anything. Right. Like I, I, media is so, everything is so sort of segmented that mm-hmm. like my world, I think it just really we sort of were accidentally writing really cinematic music. Okay. <laughs> is the thing we kept being told over and over. And, you know, Timon has a background in composing and, um, you know, he's an amazing composer in his own right. He's composed TV shows and written for commercials. And then my background with, like, story and, um, you know, writing and having a passion for, like, the human experience mm-hmm. um, just sort of made these songs that when we put them out into the world, it's like, oh, these actually land really well in like big moments in film and television and so even though we only had six songs in the world with our first EP we just kept getting placement after placement after placement which was so exciting because we did everything wrong with our first EP in terms of like we didn't hire a publicist like we didn't know we just literally did the thing that a lot of people do is like you put it out in the world and you're like I'm sure it's gonna go well like and then you're just like why aren't we why haven't we like blown up? I think everyone just thinks like you release something and then it's going to be the next big thing. And you're like, no, actually it's a lot. It takes a lot of work and energy and sometimes money to like make something a thing. And so it was really lucky for us to have it, having done most things the wrong way, except the music. Um, (laughs) And then to have it embraced by a world so that then it sort of was like correcting our mistake Mm -hmm. of like, here's, you know, here's some, a new audience and here's you know it, it sort of was like phew that and on top of it all it's a huge honor for us to have our music on such amazing projects right. as well like it is something that to us always like catches us by surprise yeah too you're like oh my it god it shows like heartland and stuff yeah it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty massive yeah. so did someone kind of like randomly contact you and be like hey we want to use this your song and um so i mean timon had his own contacts through composing <clears throat> and um i was on a show that happened to use a music supervisor as well so it sort of happened organically that we realized like oh there's people in our sort of work circles and so um the story behind our first placement is um i just ended up meeting the music supervisor who worked on a show called saving hope okay and for ctv and i sent him our stuff and within a week it it he was like, I got it on a, on a show during this like big montage scene. And that was really awesome because we weren't really, you know, we weren't expecting too much from it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is an avenue. We'll just like give it our best shot. And then after our first placement, things started, started snowballing from right. there. And then now being at the Canadian Film Center, right. that's helped a lot as well. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of, I think a combination of people that happen to be in our work circle and then having music that was really licensable and it's easy to deal with us because we own everything right i check my email because i get what it's like to be waiting on people like i'm i'm an artist that like is left brain right brain and 
not a lot, you know, that's something I've been told as well. It's like not a lot of artists are like that. So it's like they know when they reach out to us, they can, you know, I will get back to them. And they're getting to you directly. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times you don't know who's reading you. (laughs) And that's another upside of not being tied into all kinds of contracts right right now for us. Um, At least in this, in the beginning, you know, like getting to the bigger stuff, like we want to get into the U S market with all this kind of stuff. Um, because that's where the actual money is. Right. Um, and I think for, for that to happen, we're definitely going to um, seek out some kind of rep, uh, representation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Canadian Film Center has helped kind of open up a lot of um, um, sort of possibilities in that regard, um, but also kind of shed light on certain paths that you can take mm-hmm. that we didn't know of before. Um, so, yeah. I think it's it's been great to not have all these um, sort of hurdles for a music supervisor to have right. to sort of overcome to get music into a show. Um, but we're getting to the point where we're going to sign something to grow yeah. right. some more, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Um, why do you think that is in, in I mean, Toronto... <clears throat> I mean, Toronto's the best of in Canada, but it's like, why do you think even even now we don't have a big enough market that you do need to kind of get still into the States? And I think it's a population thing. Like, I mean, the course, States, it's yeah. like, you know, they have Ten way more people. people yeah. um, and I think they have bigger budgets and we're a bit more, you know, restrained with spending money. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just yeah, it's. I think there's a there's probably a whole bunch of a whole bunch of reasons, but those are sort of the top that come to mind. And mm-hmm. but the the one thing about Canada is they do really support their artists. Like there's a lot of grants and there's a mm-hmm. lot of nurturing and programs. And so that so on the flip side, that's amazing. I mean, I don't know if I'm sure those also exist in the U.S., but um, you have to give props to that. And and Canadian audiences are also amazing and. But yeah, it's, it's totally. just a different market. It's just a smaller scale. Yeah. There's yeah. A, it's just I mean, a scale. If you're thinking yeah. like Hollywood, it's like that's of where course. the money is, you know? Yeah. That um, city alone, like LA, is the size of, like in terms of population, that's the size of Canada. Yeah. You know, I think, give or take. Population wise? Yeah. It's like 30 million there? Is that oh, like, is in that the, really? the greater area? Oh, wow. In the greater LA area? Oh, yeah, or, like, or like California? California. Yeah, how many people? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just said something that. <laughs> You have to fact check. People are going to be like, no way, come on. Big <laughs> news, like, man. Well, Toronto, I think Toronto is the third, third biggest now in, in North America, but in general and region-wise, like, oh, our, yeah. our, if you look at like a heat map of where people are in Canada, it's mm-hmm. like all in two spots. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so much of Canada is like almost inhabitable, you know, mm-hmm. so. True. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Yeah, like you said, the grants are are great, and um, I think the U.S. just has a bigger market, and it, 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 it kind of helps size pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's just more commercial interests or parties that play into the whole thing mm-hmm. for the money mm-hmm. to be there. I guess. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about a couple of the songs. Um, so I was watching one of the, the videos for uh, Best Time, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a really special video mm-hmm. um, where you guys are playing in front of kind of a lot of projections and collage of home videos. Yeah. So where did, where did that concept come from? And, yeah. and then how did you get all the submissions? 
we worked with an amazing director um, called Anna McGuire. Okay. And she is just like a gem of a human. Was that someone you knew beforehand or? No, I was introduced to her through a really good friend of mine, Maureen Grant. Shout okay. out to Maureen. Um, <laughs> who is an amazing editor. She actually edited the video as well. Okay. So she got roped in. Um, but she, I was telling her like, we really want to do a music video for this particular song. It means so much to us and it has this celebratory, poignant feeling to it. And she was like, I think I know exactly who you need. And they're really close collaborators. And and she, um, that was something, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks, we were workshopping ideas and, and getting closer and closer. And then all of a sudden she was like, I got it. You guys play in front of projected images of home movies. And it just like, I got like goosebumps when she yeah. said it. So have to give her all the credit because it's such, a, it's such like the perfect idea for that. and. In terms of the submissions, we just put it out on all our socials. She did the same. Okay. And um, so a lot of it is like friends and family and friends of friends of friends of okay. friends and, and people that just, you know, saw it online. And, yeah. Um, we, we got like way more than we actually needed, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was also so special that, you know, it's so nice to be a part of something that has such a good intention mm-hmm. and it's literally just celebrating life. And so I think people also wanted to be a part of that and that was really meaningful to us that people trusted us with their you know home footage and yeah yeah it, we viewed it as an honor it is yeah. very cool it was very like when i was watching I, it was like very very touching too yeah. and then that song um mm-hmm. i think was recently i saw it was recently nominated for an award yeah yeah we that song is nominated for and it's called the international songwriting competition okay so it's based out of i think LA but it's like a US based competition that's open to people from all over the world that it's like straight up a songwriting competition and their judges are like these insanely talented artists like Tom Waits and Adam Lambert and then all these like industry people so um, yeah we just sort of it's one of those things that we submitted it and like months and months ago and sort of forgot and then we were named a finalist so that was pretty exciting and so yeah. Nice into the market too. So I, mean, I said that's a nice in as well. And yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah. We can hear that cool. Tom Waits and be like, Tom. Hey. <laughs> Tom. Wanna produce our next album? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you guys just released a single this year as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. called Nineteen Eighty Five, which is like this beautiful, um, very personal song. Mm-hmm. So do you wanna tell it's yeah. better coming from your mouth than mine. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically, like, the it. entire yeah. concept of uh, our EP, we've been slowly releasing songs because this residency has been so amazing, but, you know, it's been taking up a lot of time, so everything's been coming out. Like, we release a single, and then, like, months later, we release yeah. another. But, um, so both Best Time and 1985 are from the same EP. Okay. So we're releasing an EP in June, um, and... The, the title of the EP is Marianne, so the entire EP is about the life of my mom, okay. who passed away from cancer uh, in 2017. And during, you know, during that journey of, you know, losing a loved one and also grieving a loved one, um, it's been super powerful to to share, you know, her stories and my and stories of my family, and it's it's super uplifting it's not like this like dark sad grief ep i think it does have like a really universal message but specifically the song 1985 was born because um shortly after my mom passed away when we were like planning you know the funeral and all that sort of stuff my sister and my dad and i 
we're sitting at my parents' house and we're like pretty deep in a bottle of wine, you know, yeah. we're just like drinking a bottle of wine and, and telling stories. And my dad just like starts telling the love story between him and my mom. Um, and I've, heard, I've I know their story mm-hmm. and I've heard it, but he's he's never solely told it because mm-hmm. my mom was very chatty and she would like okay. kind of take over and is like funny. But I've never heard him tell it only from his perspective. And it and he told us this story and, and took like an hour, and it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever had the honor of of listening to and just to realize you know I knew how in love my parents were. But to, you know, it, it's, it was amazing. And I, I left that not knowing it would be a song, but mm. it just sort of happened because um, it's such an amazing story. You know, they were met on a, they were set up on a blind date yeah. and just like things that like never happened in like the era of swiping and like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, ugh. but it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's just like this, like, you know, like, wow, here was this like love of a lifetime. This was a yeah. like, love of a lifetime for both of them and realizing like just truly how special that was Mm -hmm. and how grateful my dad felt for even having it at all like I think that's been the most powerful thing about you know watching my parents go through this this sad journey is that they both had such gratitude and gratitude was always at the forefront right that it's been so helpful to me to to be able to to then that's been so inspiring like how can I not write about that right you know it's it's totally reframed like my my worldview and I think I have to give my parents credit to that because I think if they hadn't been so grateful I you know perhaps would would have a tougher time mm-hmm. you know it can put a lot of perspective on life and their view is like we had 30 years of a true once right. in a lifetime love and my dad was like of course we wanted more but I'm happy it happened at all. Yeah. And that viewpoint, instead of them being like, why is this happening? Right. Well, was me, which, you know, I totally understand that too, but that mm. perspective has totally changed my worldview. And I mean, because the song is also like very deeply personal, were you mm-hmm. ever nervous about putting it out there or anything? No, I wasn't. And I thought I would be, <laughs> and okay. sometimes I still think like when we're performing, like, am I gonna get emotional or is it? That's right, I was but it's next, like, yeah. it's weird. I actually feel really powerful, and it okay. feels purposeful, and it feels like an honor. And I think also because the the songs aren't so on the nose. Like, I think you have to like if you listen to 1985 on its own, you wouldn't really know like that someone passed right. away. Okay. So that was a, that wasn't super a conscious choice, but it's just how I write songs. I try to right. I think just make them universal. But um yeah, it's a joy. It's a, been a joy to write about and a joy to sing yeah. about and there are, there's moments where it's a bit difficult and daunting, but I would say the overarching feeling is it's an honor. It's, it's pretty brave because yeah. I, I lost my dad in 2016. Oh, man. And I just know that the most random times it, it, yeah. it hits me. So it's totally. like if I was singing a song all yeah. the time, it might it'd be tough, I think. But, totally. Yeah. No, it, it still hits me in random times, like a grocery store. Yeah, that's and always, you're like, yeah. you hear a song. But for whatever reason, when I'm singing or, you know, writing it was was a different story. Like, there were definitely moments, like, I think writing it was harder than performing it. Right. Because you're sort of working through it. But 
Catholic ser- uh, therapy sessions. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. maybe too you're also thinking about performing too. Yeah. Whereas like when you're in the grocery store you're like alone with your yes, thoughts. Yes, exactly. Right? So or like I always get it when I'm running or when I'm at the gym and it's like because yes. you literally have nothing else to think about. So. Yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry for... Oh, well, thank, 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 yeah. thank you. It's thank not you. easy losing a parent. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's like obviously the hardest. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like it's you know I don't know it, like I meet so many people that that they've been through this and I found what I, I think what inspired me to write this was like people don't talk about it a lot, especially mm-hmm. losing a parent mm-hmm. young. Like a lot of your friends don't really know what to say, and I think that's yeah. also kind of common just outside. Like you know, Sheryl Sandberg wrote a book about losing her husband because yeah. people. Literally, she was just like, people, here's how, here's how you can talk to me about it, or here's how right. you can talk to others about it. And I think it's, I think, like, part of being an artist and sharing your story is sharing some of the darkest, most terrible things that have happened to you, and being like, it's okay to talk about it, yeah. you know? Like, it's, it's, it happened, and it's okay if it's, it's okay if it's sad, it's okay if it's mm-hmm. joyous, it's okay, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's, and we have people coming up to us at shows, um, you know, telling us personal things as well. And right. like, that's a huge honor because you're like, our job is done. Like, They're relating, we, yeah. We we did the thing that we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is make music to do a little bit of good in the world, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And if that's all we do, like, that's enough. Yeah. You know? That's because, I mean, that's amazing too. It's like complete strangers telling you yeah. Yeah. things that are... Because even, like you said, it's even hard for your friends. And I, I always said that to my friends. Yeah. Was that, like, I, I know it's... There's nothing you can say, so like, don't worry about you. Yeah. Know, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Um, but it's true. It's the same. It's the same thing for me. It put a very uh, different perspective on life. And same yeah. thing. I had a very good relationship. I have a very close relationship with my mom. Yeah. I have a very close relationship with my dad. So yeah. I was. I always felt grateful that I had mm. that opportunity. Whereas yeah. some people don't have that kind of relationship mm. with their parents. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's incredible, and well, thank that means you. that you can do it too. And I'm also very sorry. For, um, so, anyways, we'll <laughs> move on to something. Uh, you guys recently played uh, at Juno Fest, which is yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the best thing for Canadian artists. Yeah. And uh, so, tell me about that experience and what it was like. Yeah, we were very excited to um, play it and uh, be on such a sort of great um, bill of um, artists that night um, yeah we had a really good time um, and it was awesome um, we were last on uh, for the night and also which very good <laughs> which, which is great we were right after the headliner actually okay so and then we were like oh cool people stuck around and they stayed for the whole set even though it was like uh, 12 uh, like 12 30 or something oh wow yeah and so yeah we had a really great time um we had some technical issues but kind of plowed through them nonetheless okay. and did our thing i don't know what do you what do you think yeah it was fun it was like it was one of those freak canadian weekends where like out of nowhere like it was a crazy snowstorm. Right. Yeah, so, um, it was, yeah, it was a bit like funny. And I think when you're outside the city too, like the snow's worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it was great. Um, yeah, we played with Tyler Shaw, Port Cities, who we've Very been cool. yeah. fans of for a while and Neon Dreams played as well. Yeah. And just like such a fun night to, mm-hmm. to be on such an energetic Bill was such great music. And it's just like yeah. a very good vibe too of celebrating Canadian music. Yeah. And, yeah. 
And it was like the official CBC music night. So right. they've been very good to us this year. And mm. we've had a lot of first, um, well, I guess it's 2019 now. So last year we had a lot of firsts. Like our song Best Time was Song of the Week on CBC. And okay. um, that was a big deal for us. So we it was it felt really special to play such a big show and also have it be like a CBC thing because mm-hmm. they're, they're super supportive of mm-hmm. Canadian artists. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've, I've talked to a few Juno artists in the last mm-hmm. couple of months and their thing is too, they're like, we almost don't like, it's not even about the awards. It's yeah. just like kind of a good way for all of us to celebrate Canadian music. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's so much good Canadian music. There is, yeah. there is. And yeah. I think it's a good way to finally like kind of realize that and like mm-hmm. I was looking through the list of like breakthrough artists this year and I was like these are incredible musicians yeah. and yeah yeah it's such an exciting time to be an artist too because you don't you can be self-sufficient mm-hmm. like the fact that's uh, you know a duo like us that doesn't have a label and doesn't have like a big infrastructure in terms of like a team you know there, there's something so special about that it's like we're self-produced we write yeah. everything ourselves and because of the era we live in with, you know, streaming and all, all those sort of things, it's like you can kind of take back the power in a nice mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And I think it just feels really, and there's a lot of other people doing that too. And to, and to have it embraced, it, you know, by radio and press and television shows, it's like... Yeah. It shows you that you don't need the middleman as much as you might think and you do. And artists can come from anywhere, too. Exactly. I mean, now, yeah. you know, like, because of yeah. the ability to stream your own content and stuff. And yeah. you have artists coming out of, you know, like, Regina and stuff. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's so <laughs> empowering. And yeah. it's like, there's so many voices and there's yeah. so much amazing music. That's, it is overwhelming at times, but it's it's just such an exciting time to be a listener. Yeah. But also an artist. It's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, eventually you might have to make the move to... Yeah. Toronto or New York or LA, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. but to first get your music out, you don't yeah. need to now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and maybe went, not though. There's tons of people that have like careers from yeah, and they like they like have a homestead where they're like right. studios in like a barn, and you know there's something yeah. cool about that too. That is very yeah. cool. I, I went to high school with a guy who was nominated for oh, cool. breakthrough artist. Yeah. Oh cool. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, grandson. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you had him on your podcast. I did have him on, and I we didn't even like realize that we went to the same high school. Oh, well. that's so but cool. Like, cause he's like five years younger than I am. Oh, I see. So yeah. we, didn't, we weren't there at the same time, yeah. but we had like the same teachers and oh stuff. Oh, cool. Really kind of bizarre. Yeah. That would have been a throwback. It was, podcast. it was like, well, <laughs> we tried to get that out of the way yeah, before yeah. we <laughs> recorded. We mostly kept it about the music. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of kind of fun questions to, to wrap things mm-hmm. up. So aside from each other, mm-hmm. what would be like a dream artist for each of you guys to to collaborate with Chris Martin okay mm-hmm. very cool he's like my I think he's such a brilliant songwriter yeah you know I was watching actually recently one of my favorite bands is Muse okay and I was mm-hmm. I follow their Instagram account and they posted a video recently of them from like 2000 yeah where they're like children and they're playing at some festival mm-hmm. and at the end of their set they're like Go over to that stage and check out a band called Coldplay. They're really good. Yeah, now they're just like the biggest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Martin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing songwriter. Yeah, totally. Yeah, very yeah. yeah, cool. I'd be. Um, I think I'm. There's there's a whole bunch that come to mind right now. Uh, I would love to collaborate with uh, Bonnie Vare. Um, okay. Yeah. Bonobo. I wouldn't 
St. Oda, collaborating with uh, Tom York, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you know, of course. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, just the, aiming low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fruit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the next one's for Tom. You mentioned it earlier, but I read it in the bio, and that. So I wanted to ask, what is your favorite Backstreet Boys song? <laughs> <sighs> well, so names. Um, I think my favorite Backstreet Boys album is Black and Blue. Okay. Um, I really loved it. Like that was one of those records that I thought like I think all but maybe one song yeah is very um, well done and I love the, the the melodies on it and the production um, I I'm not sure I think nowadays I'm almost more like partial to NSYNC songs okay <laughs> if, if you had to, if I had to choose some of those songs are pretty good that's a big, that's but, a big heated debate, right? right? That's a, yeah. yeah. I, sh- I actually liked. I heard that, like their their two new singles. Actually, they're pretty, oh yeah, they're pretty Backstreet good. Boys. I like them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've checked them out. This is kind of more uh, of a past thing for me. Right, right. Like I'm not still following them, but no, you know, yeah. And Sync had some. They're pretty some good though. They're worth yeah. checking out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They weren't as big in Germany. Backstreet Boys no? were bigger. Than yeah, they were huge. So fun fact: Backstreet Back, Backstreet's Back was the first CD I ever bought with my <gasps> Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I was like nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> such a good. It was a lot of money at the time too to buy a CD. Mm-hmm. So, but ever like ever, you had to own Backstreet's Back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and every everybody is like one of my go-to karaoke songs. Yeah. It's oh, a it's one. a great song. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you get others to join in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> And the last thing, just to wrap, um, you told us kind of a few things already, but I wanted to know if there's any upcoming gigs or any upcoming releases that people uh, yeah. should know about. So. Yeah, we're releasing a new song early June. Um, okay. So keep an eye out for that. And As the EP you said is coming out in EP's June. EP is well. also coming out in like mid-June, and we'll be playing our EP release show um, on June 14th at okay. the supermarket. And um, Kensington. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. That's yeah. a sweet spot. It is, yeah. Yeah. And then before that, we're playing Canadian Music Week um, May 8th okay. at the um, Cameron House. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah. And then May 25th at the Horseshoe as well. Oh, awesome. also an awesome venue. Yeah. yeah. So this should be, it'll definitely be out before the EP. Oh, cool. And it will, it will be out before the Horseshoe show. It might oh. be tight before the Cameron House show. I'll try and give it. Oh no, no worries. Yeah, Yeah, no worries. (laughs) Yeah, very awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you guys very very much much. for for being here. That's been a great time. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Adamantium.